Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just set up some sweet control shit. That was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. tight. Oh. Welcome to episode 20 of Weird Shit. Yes. We've officially arrived. Congratulations. I was about to say we're in the double digits. <laughs> that's that's not the half of it. Well, two is a double and uh, digits are digits. So we're in the double digits. 20. Yeah. Um, we have arrived. We have arrived. We can almost pretend we have a back catalogue now. We can do a best of? Can we do a clip show? <laughs> this episode? No. We, we actually probably should do like a, I mean... Compilation one for get, to get people... Like a, 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 a... Yeah, this is the one you should listen to to work out what we're about type of thing. Like a show reel, a sizzle reel. Sizzle. Sizzle. Get that sizzle. I've got that. You know, sometimes you've got the voice, you don't have like the groan through in the background, you've just got like the sharp, flat front. Yep. Yeah, that's what I've got today. You got one of those, okay. Too much talking. I was I was on the, the Smith machine at the gym this afternoon. Right. And, um, yeah, doing the calf raises, looked at myself in the mirror and thought... God, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, fuck, I've got a huge head. <laughs> like, like you, I'm pretty sure if you sat my head on my shoulders twice side by side, it would be wider than the width of my shoulders how does that make you feel I didn't think of it in a oh yeah I need to like build my shoulders out so I look more even or something I was just like like, oh no I've got meningitis my brain's swelling (laughs) can a man get some Zika in his life (laughs) I need me some head in this moment Mm. Um, I watched the Hit in this moment, I like that. We, we did say this is weird shit, didn't we? Yeah, this is weird shit. Oh, you didn't I'm your host yourself. Logan. He's your host, Logan. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Jesse. <clears throat> host of 20 episodes. 20. We've, the big two we, We've come to the end of season one, which yep. means next week we will be doing the exact same thing, but putting a two in the um, preset of, two weeks, zero of one. the de- description. Mm. True. Um, I, I watched the Death Note movie. Oh, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I heard the white, that white kid scream when he first sees Rook. Ah, I liked that because it was like that main dude plays that role very weirdly. He mm. does not play it very orthodoxly, mm. which is kind of respectable. Mm. But um, I it was fine. Yeah, how'd you find the plot point of um, hey, I just found this <gasps> Death Note. Better go tell this cute girl right away what I've found. Well, if life has taught me anything, it's like oh, yeah, the I only reason to do shit <laughs> is to impress girls. And and I'm talking tag, yeah, wow. But the shouldn't it be a massive um, what's the word deal breaker once you realise that she's into you after she finds out you can kill people and yeah, you you probably want to keep that like yeah away. Well, I mean. I've never watched the anime and we've already pretty much had this conversation but I thought you had yeah the best of oh I watched maybe 12 episodes before I was like I see where this is going it's just endless dialogue while the two main characters stare at each other and I'm trying to work out what he's thinking he's trying to work out what I'm thinking because the both of us are trying to work out what the other's thinking neither of us is actually doing anything therefore the plot's not moving forwards uh no uh, I mostly just remember that tennis match yeah there's that. Um, it, that it, it, it was epic anything, in its own special way. Uh, it, it's mostly light getting so wrapped up in himself and how amazing that he is. He is. Yeah. Um, 
Was his dad always a cop? I can't remember. Or is that just from the live action movie? I think it's just from the movie. I can't remember. But um, Al actually working out, like he does in the movie, like he does in this one, working him out quite readily and quite quickly that he actually yeah. has to make a concerted effort to try to cover his tracks and that's what a lot of the game is oh, okay. but he works like him out but he's like I think he's got psychic powers <laughs> I thought I thought he was a master I mean there is no I guess you'd have to get past that that there is actually no tangible real world way you can explain those events mm. but for Al to just like straight away go I think he's psychic uh, at least it didn't go down the standard, like horror schlock Hollywood route of uh, um, contacting a theologian at a local university via Skype, who tells you about these things called death notes. Yeah, contacting what's his name? Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, can't one of those movies do it with Thomas Hayden Church? Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. The Street Fighter move, not the not the character actor. Thomas Hayden Church. I was in sideways. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Are you finished? Yeah, I'm done. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, I finished minutes ago. <laughs> Woo, oh, boy. Oh. Yep. What do you got? Did I ever talk to you about the horrific YouTube Red series I watched an episode of? No. Is it that one that keeps. Yes, the one with the gay vampire guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's pause, watch the first episode of this show, and then discuss it. Fuck, what a way to go. And we're up. So so what do we we learn, Tim? (laughs) I want to die. (laughs) It's Um, not entertaining. I I mean, we are clearly not the target market for this. No, but I hate the target market that is the target market. Uh, And why... so it's reality TV conventions pushed into a narrative driven show yeah. but it is not self aware it what actually is simultaneously self aware and unaware of the fact that it is neither a reality TV show nor a truly narrative driven drama yep people are hitting lines and fucking finding things on clear like yeah, edited like they've shot it more than once half the dialogue is ADR the other half isn't um, the the uh, the it, actors actors I use that term so loosely, personalities um are clearly reading the lines for the first and only time on camera um yeah it, they it, repeat words they don't understand the meaning of because somebody knew what that word was but didn't actually research what it meant why is there a black railroad owner in a vaudevillian in a, in a victorian era what's a vaudevillian that woman didn't know what a vaudevillian was but wasn't vaudeville more of an era of art rather than what they're actually pretending to be which is just sort of 1700s people yeah it wasn't in the theme with whatever the fuck was Va- vaudeville is an era of theater am i right yeah so when they like if if they, i think she was confusing it with burlesque dancer yeah but or like a because she she, keeps saying dressed like a some sort of and it's it's a she's she's vaguely like moulin rouge lady but at the same time it's very clearly in a way that says that she's the empowered one in the scene yeah and it's 
the vampires didn't have powers did, ha, well, the, the vampire her... daughter girl had like smoke bomb magic yeah and was she a vampire and then she threw down sunlight right that's what that thing was because they went <laughs> and were afraid of it so, uh, but why didn't she do the same thing because she's also a vampire don't know I feel like they picked these themes and these ideas because they knew about these themes and ideas but didn't actually know about them they I don't think these people read or watch actual yeah. movies well they're, they're YouTubers so they are people that are good at picking up themes from Pinterest no, and but, assuming but they know being, about them being genuine for their own audience that believes what they're doing is genuine right like it's, it's not about doing a real life reaction to a thing in a YouTube video no, it's, it's not about, about authenticity doing or... the authentic reaction to your character which is an, a, a gross extrapolation of your own personality mixed with what your audience reacts to and expects from you so you become a caricature and, of yourself as a personality and YouTubers only think that that's a good way to do things because all they know is YouTube clips of TV shows where actors have been around long enough that they get to do that sort of thing like Curb Your Enthusiasm or Louie but they pro- have proven themselves none of those people have seen those things oh, you know, but there's like that, that stuff circulates the internet quite heavily but I don't yeah. know if those people are watching. The, the people creating the content for these YouTube people watching this shit probably think they're really highly enlightened when it comes to high quality self, I, self-aware comedy. Yeah, well, the, you can tell that they. I mean, like we flicked off onto one of the girls from one of the videos' own YouTube page, and I, I have seen. Like I watched. I think I've said before, maybe not on the podcast. I watched. A, it was a girl, and all she did was try on clothes that she'd buy. Uh, with Lacey because it was something Lacey followed right she was genuinely funny right her and her boyfriend because she'd make him try on clothes too Mm. and they'd do you know this video is one where he bought the clothes for her and she bought the clothes for him and whatever they were actually funny and they were funny in a very genuine approachable sort of way and that worked but this is YouTube that somehow trying to be simultaneously the genuine thing and, and also the, the high production value nonsense and it doesn't work no what you could do you can't be the joke and in on the joke no. at the same time it doesn't yeah. work like that you can do the Joe Schmo thing yeah you could have one of those YouTubers is just being themselves while shit's happening around them and they're just struggling to cope and everyone else is acting yeah everyone else refuses to break character yeah that would work yeah and you could get genuine reaction shots and comments out of that person because they would actually be reacting to just, oh shit, something weird's happening. And that also... That requires planning, production value, and um, foresight. Yeah, and it also means that um, eight out of the ten personalities can't just be personalities. They have to play characters. Yeah, and, and it they're not actors. would mean that, you know, they actually have to write ideas down but they did hire actors to like run around and go hiss and then yeah I didn't understand that Were well they... th- those people don't have millions of viewers yeah um yeah if, if, if one of them was the character and everyone uh, one of them was the person everyone else was the, you could drive the plot by having the ones that are acting move it for the person you can guide mm. the plot as opposed to just 10 people in a room going uh, what do we do 
and then oh here's you what we can do very cut clearly see we cuts do. and it's like oh somebody told you to do that somebody's running this production this isn't real life you making this up as you go along this is like yeah they, they, that's the other level they could have taken just ad lib everything but they didn't do that because they couldn't do that because none of these people are good live they are all jump cuts and quick one-liners. Do you know what happens when hey, you put 10 hey, people hey, in a room to react off each other that are based on jump cuts and editing? It doesn't work. Let's get YouTube stars to start in this, in this fictional story because we know what YouTube stars are good at, right? Doing things in one take. Yeah. Right? And you know what they're good at? Bouncing off people that don't particularly know. Yeah. Rather than, you know, just talking at the camera and talking at the camera. Yeah. Because what is YouTube? YouTube is the death of big production and control. And what has YouTube tried to create with YouTube Red? Big production and control. If we take this person with millions of viewers and this person with millions of viewers and this person with millions of viewers... That's a guaranteed 4 million viewers. Yeah, all their viewers will add together when they all watch this thing. Well, maybe. If it's good. If anything, you might be brandishing ruining their brand and no one will watch any of their shit because overexposure you want people to come back to the content because they're good at what they do you don't just keep putting slapping personalities in everything you pay for and assume that they're going to like it because that's not their natural that's not what got the millions of views in the first place obviously people like these people because they're technically famous but yeah I don't don't avengers them into one fit one thing and then assume that it's all just going to work out brilliantly because they don't actually have any real talent they yeah, have wow. pa- they have passions about things that they're passionate about so it comes across as genuine and they can sell that and be funny about it because that's what they do that's what they enjoy doing yeah but it, it doesn't like their individual youtube channels would be them doing things that they personally enjoy doing yeah and they're they're all they're all um, really well lit face directly at the camera and say stuff quickly youtubers none of these people make videos that are in any way plot driven or or contextual well they're they're, contextual they're all throwaway um reactions i don't mean that in a negative way because that's something that certain people really like but it doesn't it, it it doesn't it's not there's no weight or gravity to it there's no meaning to it and there's certainly no narrative to it so the idea of trying to associate one with it is just dumb like it it, i mean it's it's to to me it the thing that it says most to me is youtube is trying to do things that it just shouldn't bother with yeah but like i've seen youtube red stuff that is full-on um uh, like actual movies yeah there's real production value and, and things out there but I don't know what the fuck that was <sighs> and it, it doesn't I don't know I mean obviously it, it's clearly for 12 year olds because based on the comments that's who's watching it <laughs> all those are the only mom, comments mom won't let me use my her credit card to get YouTube red so I have to watch the free episodes back to back just get the free one month like everyone else does and make sure you cancel it before it makes or it direct debits her card yep save money with a family membership 
Wait, it's not even a paid model bloody logic. No, nope. it's, it's YouTube. It, I mean, there's a reason that the guys that made this company ditched it and hate what it is now. Do it now. No, the company announced today. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, no. So YouTube Red is a roaring shit sis. Yep, you did it. Y- you did it. Constantly promote it because your company's already worth a billion dollars. It's gonna look like a success. What What happened to Was it YouTube that's motto used um, Google that's motto used to be was don't be evil. I'm pretty sure it still is. They They went past that a long fucking time ago. How so? With, uh, they basically own the internet and frequently fuck with the searchability of computer oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They drive cars around cities, mapping and pulling data from everyone. <laughs> they, um, but they give it back to you for free in the terms of in, in the way of Google Maps. Free is as a loose term because you're not physically having to pay for anything, but you're they own enough metadata, metadata yeah. that could probably build a model of your brain without you wanting them to. Brilliant, and, that's, and they probably have and sent all those to ad agencies. And those ad agencies will use that data to sell back to you. Do they own an ad agency? I don't know. They generate their revenue through ad agencies having to place their stuff on Google. Therefore, uh, they're creating their own content because they're uh, delivering the da- the um the the research directly from people's minds have you ever to ad agencies who then design the ads that put them on youtube who then profits from them so it's a all right i'm gonna show you how youtube ads work and get ready to die okay there's the so i guess episode 20 is effectively a clip show because we are watching (laughs) clips and then discussing them and we're up we're content heavy like every time i go on reddit on it yeah this is completely unrelated to what we led out from but um any time I've ever used Reddit on a computer, I always go. Oh, it's ugly. I don't how, like it. Yeah. How does this? Where's the? Yeah. I, there's a, uh, there's no texture to it. There's no like you got to click off on links and open tabs and shit to keep going through it. I hate it's, that. Yeah. It's a phone app, and and I was never one of those people that liked smartphones until I got realized I'd just been using one for so long. But yeah, so we watched the video and then. Um, what was the video about the original one that we were talking about uh, how google works how YouTube. youtube works yeah the answer is Bots. um e-commerce does not require people no it should theoretically destroying mean, jobs well not not even that but like software those who have the best software should have all the money yeah well that's how it's been ever since software existed true that's how um, that's how stock markets work. Yeah. Now it's just bots buying and selling shit, and um, was it trades that go in like nanoseconds? Isn't it? Mm. Oh, fuck it all. Nanoseconds. Nanoseconds. Um, and then yeah, we we re- ended up on a uh, YouTube the, a video by the same creator about Reddit. Reddit. The answer is porn. Yeah. It's I, I, I curbed all the porn from my Reddit because I, I felt like it was unhealthy. Hmm. That was probably watching too much. Or not, not enough. enough. Well, 
This we've is literally done that. one minute per episode we've done so far. Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking depressing. Um, you watching anything good lately? Ooh. Was it peaking? What, um, no, you got very loud for a second there and suddenly I moved away from my microphone as though that would help. <laughs> um, uh, there is somebody that I work with who would hold, um, wearing, while wearing a phone headset, would hold the microphone closer to her mouth when she couldn't hear the person that she was talking to. <laughs> uh, dummy. How? Yeah. Dummy. Just dummy. <laughs> dummy. You know, dummy. You're a dummy. Yeah. Yeah, you watch anything good lately? Uh, as time goes on, I'm more questioning That's about what I felt about it. About it? Yeah. Uh, I I think part of it's because I'm really really swayed by what Red Letter Media thinks about right it. yeah and were, were they ripping it to shreds were they 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 like said like it was is they sort of went like it was better than it had right to be but um they they framed their I think as a way to be different from just people reviewing it they framed it as a now we've become people that just talk about other people's shit mm. um. They framed it as initially a review of the original TV movie and then a review of the new one mm. and framed them both as to what semblance they actually have as movies and how they compare to the source material. Right. Um, Surely the, the new one does better in both respects. The Apparently the original one is literally out of the book, just it leaves a shitload out. Right. Because a five-hour yeah. movie would be a twenty-hour movie if you just told the book as it is. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the um, new movie wipes out everything that doesn't make it a nice cohesive story, as most adaptations should, should. be. Yeah, uh, and and as we as like if I wanted all movies did. If I wanted a book to be adapted word for word, you just slap a camera down in front of Stephen King and he can read it to you. Yeah. No, yeah, well, it, and then it, it will highlight just how coked up that entire era of his career was. <laughs> Kid gangbangs at the end of your books, that's not coked up. That's If if the point of the gangbang is for her to remove their innocence, which means they can be um, disillusioned young adults like her and therefore not afraid of childish fears, yeah, that <laughs> is a meaningful reason to do that. Yeah, but she did it after they killed it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what's the point then? Yeah. I, I did like what Stephen King said about the gangbang. Esteban King, yes. Esteban. He said, um, he said, no one really talks about all the kids oh, yeah, that the died kids in killing. that book. Yeah, yeah it's like everyone freaks out about the kid orgy, but no one's really talking about the murder. Apparently, really graphic description of the orgy from the girl's point of view oh god like her her mentioning don't understand the, grown the, men who write from the female's point and of the view. way they move and yeah i don't understand um adult male writers writing from the perspective of small girls like that especially with things or, like that you're like yeah. um yeah i mean like you can get into the mind of a character but sometimes yeah. you get so granular that it inevitably just becomes what any writing is really but to the nth degree which is this is your fantasy. Yeah, this is fetishistic role play right now, and you're yeah. just writing fan fiction like, for yourself like with, create, with characters that you're fallen in love with, so you consider them to be real, like 
fanfic is but it's just fanfic for you and you've managed to sell that as like it's not fanfic it's yeah. just my ideas like a certain person from our history that wrote a book from the point of view of a woman whisked away to a do you know about this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We, we were there oh we, we discovered that yeah. the same that was a thingy yeah that was good we just know yeah we just know someone that wrote a book like that and it was very good it's it's like it's like if uh, <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> uh, um I don't know have you watched anything recently I no I have not consumed any real meat I watched a couple episodes of the new BoJack and I'm like cool still depresses me yeah uh, I'm I'm gonna get there with that I think BoJack will be the next thing I do in bed during a sick day. Uh that's how I'm pretty sure that's how I did the the previous season was just power through it while I was pretty much all you can do with Netflix shows is just sick. find some time to isolate yourself from yeah. the world and bin go through an entire season yeah uh, um uh watched uh, did watch the new American Horror Story episode one of the latest season yeah, it was okay I, I saw the new trailer for that show and it actually made me believe it could be worth it. Uh, it's in equal measure. The first episodes of each of those seasons are usually really, really good because there's a lot of setup and a lot of intrigue. Right. But it does very quickly just go straight into the self-indulgent. Yep, I'm Ryan Murphy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gay man and I know lots of gay people in my life so I'm gonna fill my show with it and it just seems like yeah we okay we get it just tell a story you don't have to keep no there's no issue with that but he he makes he becomes nip tuck meets glee like things start off as nip tuck style which is yeah. creepy and horrific and well framed and macabre yeah but it very quickly becomes very glee which is over the feelings top unrealistic and, characterization yeah yeah well, uh, it, 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 for for context we're we're watching a trailer in the background but um it's just like it there's what i hope it is and there's what it actually is yeah and those two are two very different things i granted i like my horror and my drama and stuff to be hyper no i that's what the show is but mm. um i i like things that are very cinematic very yeah. slow that's why very it, methodical yeah. and um leave a lot up to interpretation are character focused are small in their scope mm. and um which is probably evident in a lot of my film ideas that we've discussed on previous episodes yeah evidently and, yeah evidently and that and, i mean so that these fit the bill in that they're they tend to be sort of glossy interest like not glossy but they're, but they're like, usually like minimal sets and quite small visual scope yeah, yeah they're relatively artistically shot but then they descend into kind of weird hyper pulp nonsense yeah yeah and i, I don't west craven level kind of like care like reactions to things that are not yeah it's it's things just start off deep and like character studies into people's minds and in certain situations with slow moving big yeah yeah like slow yeah. moving kind of set pieces and 
it's, it's getting just, to know characters and then they just fall ass backwards into something that just seems like it's been auto-generated through like a uh, a, a plot point machine that's just putting different things together and slamming them together and be like this is this and then this happens and then this happens but oh wait this and, and and they're always full of elements that have no business being anywhere near um, high quality entertainment yeah like to me um, granted say what you want about that I don't know anything much about the director but um, it it all begins in a way that seems like it should be yeah highbrow psychosexual drama and stuff yeah and weird sort of I don't know the type of horror you wouldn't expect from television and then it, it inevitably the kind of horror that focuses like, slowly on when somebody draws a blade across somebody's skin and then watches them bleed yeah. it that sort of but then you end up with like twirly mustache accent people and yeah. people playing and, roles for no apparent reason that are in no way referential of their age and um, musical episodes and um, well you know musical scenes and yeah but I mean, it's I, I guess it, it it's not on the nose enough to be like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. But it is on the nose enough to be hard to take seriously. Yeah. It it is clearly not serious, but it takes itself seriously. Yeah, hence why it goes from you literally just described from nip tuck to glee. <laughs> yeah, it 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 it, uh. it lacks a certain gravity and. It, it lacks too much gravity to be taken seriously and it lacks too much humor to be taken as what it seems to be trying to be yeah and i i, I guess that's my problem with it more more so i that's just what happens when you let somebody who's got great ideas um with but allowed to do something without any checks and balances is that to their story is? that's in terms of like you got the style you got like the you know he does there's designs to cool characters there's yeah um, really horrific, cool imagery, and and concepts, but it just seems like it gets to unravel, oh, and, yeah. and doesn't actually clear steer a, a clear path. Like the the posters always look fucking fantastic. Yeah, and like the, they're hypersexual. Yeah. Like you said, that's something that horrible to look at, like weird to look at, but also intriguing. Um, and then they just. Uh, uh, it's, it's yeah, it, yeah. It's, um, L- like everything, that's it, I'm I'm probably drawing too much from what I wish it was, as opposed to what it is. Yeah, but um, but it, that's it, what we want out of every TV show, right? Yeah, like we I become guess, attached I guess to that's it. Yeah. Fair. That's a that's a fair criticism yeah. to have. I I um. I think I I just when it I saw it coming. I thought for once an adult because up till recently like unless you were going back in time for something like twilight zone if you wanted decent horror on tv the closest you got was some shit like supernatural yeah and this Nothing seemed scary yeah That's the thing. this seemed like season, it would be genuine horror but it's season not. one was yeah but it's it's horror wrapped in melodrama yeah yeah and the only way you can pull off melodrama is to have like we're discussing with the youtube thing the main characters just being normal yeah and the the weirdness of the characters they're interacting with can be something that you yourself 
can relate to but like yeah, i don't you, want to be in that situation yeah. as much as this person so i'm out that's why i think season one worked for the most even though there was melodrama because you wanted to feel good yeah. to a normal family going through normal problems um they were for the most part normal throughout the show and, but they were yeah. constantly being pushed up against people who were not normal and you couldn't even tell who was alive and who was dead there was a brilliant little set piece to play with throughout the entire series it's, it's, by the end of it you're like oh okay that person's been dead this whole time that's fucked yeah that it 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 bore and then but from season two it started seeming like the actors were playing pieces. characters rather than just like it didn't like they were because they used the same group of actors it did seem like you know a bit of a gimmick that was like cool okay the same people are coming back that I enjoyed watching they're playing new characters but it it just started getting lost in the fact that they were clearly just playing new characters in different time periods they're putting on different costumes they were just playing it up a bit too much to stop seeming genuine. Yeah, Unless you've got really good actors. Yeah, it's, it's like that. It's even more so in the people versus... Hoje. Hoje. Because mm. that is true events with a American horror story style writing glint yep. over top of it. And it really just shows you that this is acting, but it's not real people. It's not... It's characterization, and it's not in any way that seems to be grounded like nip tuck got really weird in places oh fuck yeah but ultimately especially the couple of main dudes were sort of normal people well i think for the first couple of seasons it was slow burn enough that you really connect or you really grew to understand the characters yeah and they didn't start just removing them from reality they they still kept them as they were but showed the psychological effects of all the shit that was happening to them so it was very soap opera yeah something lasts nine seasons or six seasons and you stack up all the things that have happened to those individuals over those that number of episodes yeah it's going to seem completely unrealistic for them to even not have off to themselves at that point yeah Um, yeah so it's almost like it it's it's putting itself in a high drama spot but it's not justifying it but it's it's the um frog in the in the you know in the water as it heats up yep. type thing you don't have time to get used to things as they get weird it just smacks you in the face with weird and I think I, or maybe it's hard to say whether or not most TV shows that last more than a season actually suffer from that but the one that doesn't makes it a focal point of the entire show that the character get, it's breaking bad the entire show is built around this character whose things he creates obviously his own events that fuck up his life basically or he, he contributes to them making them worse because he doesn't just stop but as the show progresses he becomes less realistic but still believable because he's causing and, and changing like the, the, there is a massive focus on the fact that his character changes over those six seasons yeah and that's the entire point of the show yeah and and, and is that yeah. he is not the same man that he was one no, season before or the season before a that journey yeah. something very few TV shows Actually, are, are able to comfortably do because character journeys require you to not have a safe space you you can't you can't grow attached to a person you can't say in this situation this character played by this actor does this yeah you have to say well at the start he would have done in the middle maybe more like this at the end he'd have killed him yeah it's, it's a journey something yeah i mean american horror story is more like uh, a series of 30 minute vignettes that should be enclosed but instead are season long and yep 
but most of them out, outstay their premise. The the witch you, one you was get shit. To, you get to the Halloween episode, which is usually about halfway through, and you're like, oh, fuck. Or like, Halloween episodes are usually really cool, and then it just like, yeah. then you realize they're out of ideas. Yeah. Like, they oh, clearly okay. plan the premise, and they plan the Halloween episode, and then they just bridge those together, and then everything else is kind of trying to wrap it up, but not really. Yeah. Like, the, the asylum season. People talk about how amazing that was because it was, you know, it was an, an, an asylum. It had a serial killer. It had um, exorcisms. All that, and then they went aliens with it. And that wasn't resolved. It was resolved, but it wasn't resolved. Like, they started throwing everything. They had um, a guy from um, yeah, Nazi Germany. The yeah, there was a there was a Nazi German doctor in the mental asylum who was experimenting on patients and turning them into animal hybrids. There was alien abductions, legitimate alien abductions. There was... Um, actual demon possessions there was serial killers there was the like, ghosts of serial killers it was there was everything in that season how 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 do you justify that like where yeah. exactly pick a premise yeah and just run with one of them as soon as they introduced aliens i was like well aliens should have just been one entire season yeah or when it got to aliens in that season i was like oh fuck this entire thing is actually about aliens it wasn't just that part of it was yeah that one character got kidnapped by aliens and then uh, breed with another woman who was also kidnapped by aliens and the kids were returned with him. Um, she died and, you know, the kids were special. So it went that kind of Stephen King kind of, a uh, Stephen Spielberg kind of route of, like, arrival. Well, you, you could almost say but it's that wasn't the main in and that it's disparate ideas that seem to be woven together in no particular way and realistically the best you can do is take what you think is good and leave the rest but i mean the entire point of this of the story for that second season was a um investigative journalist faking being insane so she could be admitted into an asylum that was known um believed to be um murdering patients and doing all this other weird right and so she was meant to be investigating them and and getting on the inside and then she gets trapped in there because they they're on to what she's trying to do so they make her seem like she is actually insane drug her all that kind of stuff yeah um there's a serial killer who works in the hospital there's um the head of the hospital is a nazi doctor experimenting on people the nun who runs the asylum alongside the doctor is um um dealing with demon possession and all it's just like and then one person that she believes was um she goes into that mental asylum because um, Evan Peters' character, his wife is abducted by aliens. Yeah, and so it's co- he's com- he's committed because of that, um, blamed for her death. Oh, okay. Um, and they were they were a mixed race couple in the thirties or forties. Yeah, so it was already a bit iffy. So he gets committed, and she goes in there to, and fakes her way in there to try to prove that what he's saying is true—that they're doing shit to him and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, then it all just evolves into yes the aliens are real yes the demons are real yes the serial killer is real yes everything's real but they don't necessarily cross over like the aliens don't relate to the the, the Nazi doctor the Nazi doctor doesn't relate to the serial killer which, the demon possession doesn't relate to any of them which if anything is a great commentary on my frustration with paranormal phenomena in general yeah if there's if, if the, all if these the things overarch- exist if all the, uh, there's the, gotta be a logic behind it that connects it all you can't that, just have there was a, there was a beautiful disparate nonsense that was a beautiful thing that they could have done with an asylum focused series yeah with all of those different things is constantly play on the audience's expectations that actually none of it is real and yes they are all crazy that's why all these random things are happening yeah and I felt like that's probably what they were aiming towards but they didn't sell it 
it didn't come across that way at all if anything that it showed it fast forwarded after they got out like the last couple of wrap-up episodes yeah with um now it's just reminded me of lost <laughs> yeah well not flash forwards but close but that, i know yeah but God. that it shows the resolution of the guy getting out and raising his kids and then he dies and disappears like and his kids are aliens like and it commits to the fact that yes they are aliens so, but did, did it go like this this element this is the one that we're gonna extrapolate for no reason for the wrap up of this particular character yes but the wrap up for the other character is she writes a bestseller book grows old um and then boom um that serial killer's son comes to find her and murder her bloody face um, uh, like 30 or 40 years later that, which they, is a best selling author they, they always have like where unrelated she interweaving there, stories there's really cool things relate, like the fact that she don't. was genuinely interested in trying to save some innocent man's life so got herself committed to try to save him and by the end of the series she was a um, she capitalised on everyone else's pain and suffering to become a best selling author well, that, that's a cool story but it didn't focus on that at all just no. jumped 30 years ahead and she was she had capitalised on it didn't actually show that progression into her being it was just her being hyster- it was Sarah Paulson's character her being hysterical and escaping and losing something in the process and then yeah. jumps forward to when she's become this author because that story she broke that story and became world renowned and then just became but it didn't show you the progression of her becoming a soulless person it just jumped forward to say you're a soulless person now uh, and then the serial the son of the serial killer who she can like outed yeah and stopped found her that's just as egregious as doing an origin story where the character's already like the character's always been yeah so it was just fucking messy you know, after that point i was just like yeah okay and that's when the witches season was after that and you're like oh god yeah, which... all messy like good great premise the, the the entire thing should have been focused on voodoo versus new witches yeah and they just fell apart with it and got way too gimmicky with the family drama shit and the that should have been the main and only focus is witches got their powers from voodoo priestesses and just gave and her then, baby and then like, took, and then took like, over it basically like and then just ripped into constantly they, they stole they they appropriated black culture a black magic yeah made it their own and um now they're fucking with things they don't understand yeah again, over generations that's a good concept yeah. The lead. yeah 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 We're, like i was watching that season um it was angela bass at the black woman yeah in that season i was watching that going oh cool she's the main character this would be amazing well she's the main bad guy no. nope she was the most intriguing one to fucking watch that entire season and she was just a background character yeah what? or like a or like a mini like first series arc bad guy to deal with they could have they could have bloody um backseated all their like heavy use characters hmm. and like imagine if all your main characters suddenly become the background characters and you just go with the actual plot that's cool yeah not we like these people we're gonna keep them in work yeah I mean I'm not slagging off the acting from what I've been told by what I've seen from critics and no it's usually based on what I'm saying I don't really believe um that the acting is the key standout part of those things it 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 the I've, range of the fact that they are playing different characters and, and do that quite well each season that is do they or is it just like well, uh, uh, now I've got an accent yeah. now I've got a fake beard it's really hit and miss it depends which actor you're watching when it's um, what's her name 
the main old chick that was in it for like four, four or five seasons, Jessica Light Lang. Uh, Lang, yeah, Jessica Lang. Her? Brilliant. Yeah. Everything she's done. Because like, she's a real actor. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch, but you watch the like, young dude's shit. Young dude's good when he's got the right character, but don't try to make him a, a, a 1930s. Um, twelve ta- mustache. Twelve mustache tycoon is building a hotel. He talks like this. The talkies. Was it? Is was, in the hotel season, but well, like when, he, like yeah, in this yeah. new season, oh, he's that's, that's in this new major. season, he's a basement dwelling alt writer. That's cool. And he he's fucking terrifying in it. He's yeah. really cool, and it's similar to his first season one where he was a. Um, smells like Teen Spirit, Columbine yeah. school shooter. Yeah, worked really well. But but that's because he's one of those actors that is always going to look about twenty four. And he's intense looking, and he, you know, yeah. when he's selling a, uh, you, you, yeah, you can't, you can't go. Ah, oh, now he's forty. But or you know, you could if he wants to do that and go. Ah, oh, now he's forty. He 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 comes across as somebody who, I don't believe he's wealthy or he comes from wealth because he's he's. Seems like a scraggly person. Yeah, or just like somebody who's come from that scraggly kind of background, and he's he's scrappy, scrappy. So it doesn't seem believable when you put him in in a different thing like that. And you're like, uh. and I just find Sarah Paulson's acting to be just, eh. Oh, that's the main lady like that. She played the two head character. Yeah, she just likes to cry a lot. I, I'd describe as whingy. Yeah, whingy. Yeah, I don't ever feel sympathy for her characters because she's so eh, uh, yeah unlikable no, <laughs> to say, I, but I found the whole double head thing quite entertaining yeah, I don't yeah. know whether it was good but, it was but her act like the, the characters I couldn't relate to no. like it was a cool concept and a cool little way that they pulled it off but I just I, like I don't relate to either of these characters wait who are you supposed to relate to in those shows I think anyone who's a victim, right? Any because a victim in those shows is is supposedly somebody who's actually supposed to be normal. Yeah. And in a horror situation, you should feel for the victims, right? Oh yeah, if you're going about it that way, yeah. Mm. But but they're always inevitably revealed to be worse than they're supposed to be, or no? There are sympath- purely sympathetic characters, and you do like it just. But even there, we and she's like, had seasons where she is purely the sympathetic character, and you know, yeah. I just still didn't. Like, I was like, I feel more sorry for the other person. I don't know. Like, yeah. I couldn't even get past the first season, and and I, I for a while there, I was actually kind of into it. But yeah, no, at least the first season had a family of granted they had their secrets and their yeah, yeah. idiosyncrasies, but, but no, like creepy, like all oh, these like no creepy paranormal secrets that go, oh, this is the reason they're in the house in the first place. Didn't go that schlocky. It's like no, they're literally just trying to escape a horrible tragedy in their family. Yeah, and the <laughs> they made a, a terrible financial yeah. real estate decision to buy this house and they're trapped. And then as yeah. this, and the show, as the season progresses, you realize, oh, they are not the first people to have made a terrible decision about buying this house. Yeah. This house attracts these people and then destroys them. Yeah, yeah and then just adds right. them to the collection. It, it's yeah, like and I like the fact that you that is a plot. Yeah, exactly, and that's what they should have stuck with. And you got ten, like twelve or fourteen episodes long. Yeah, you got ninety percent of the way through all of the episodes, and you realize, oh shit, this entire thing's been about babies. The house just wants a baby. Oh, I, I like it focuses on a it focuses on the miscarriage of of the couple, and that's why he cheats, and then they decide, you know, to move 
cities and That's start right. a new then life. She gets um, impregnated by the by the gimp suit, Evan Peters guy. Yeah. And it's like obviously pregnancy is the main uh, is a really heavy driver of what's happening because it's like holy shit, it's a ghost baby, or yeah. is it because she also slept with her husband in the same evening? So yeah. which shows it. But as the show progresses, you realize, oh wait, every single family or person that's died in this house has been connected to some sort of trauma about their child being born. Yeah. But you don't realize that straight away, so you're not just watching them hunt the baby or get the baby or, or why the mother seemed to be quite nourished by the house when she was pregnant and there were certain ghosts who were feeding her and making sure that she had the right stuff and it was like there was different people playing different things and you're like, oh, okay. See, see, it's only when, when she started giving birth... But when she started giving birth, all the random ghosts actually tried to make sure that it lived and then wanted it for themselves. Okay. But that didn't come to light straight away until she was in labor. Yeah, you know what I hear you describing? A coherent yeah. plot. Yep. And, yep. and then, what is the, the, the Tower Hotel one about? It's more, it comes across as more fan service to connect as connective tissue from the other seasons. But like, oh, you've been saying all these years that all the seasons are connected in some secret way because the actors are all the same. Um, the hotel has the same thing that the ghost house did in the first series that anyone who dies in this hotel is stuck there that is not a connection that was they were starting they were trying to world build in terms of like this isn't the only like when places are haunted you can't world build when you're recasting the same actors unless your world building explains why you've recast the same actors the thing is in that show um, they had characters from the first season show what? up in that season as those characters plus also the characters they were playing in the new series so like they what walk past themselves uh, they never actually cross paths but like but no one ever acknowledged that hey you look awfully similar to this other person that we deal with yeah. or I, is I, now dead if they don't acknowledge it I actually kind of don't mind that yeah. that's not bad it's like um who was it yeah, um, Sarah Paulson's character in Hotel is a is a ghost, who, like a heroine addict from the eighties who died in the in the hotel and has been stuck in there since the eighties and she's like a complete drugged up fucking nasty mess of a, of a woman. And then yeah. later on throughout the series, um, her character from the very first season, where she was a medium and she was only in it for like two episodes, shows up. Yeah, and tries to tries to f- cleans the yeah. thing of ghosts and ends up getting murdered. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's how she dies. Oh, okay. like the random real estate agent, agent lady who sold them the house in the first season yeah books a room in the hotel in the hotel season and ends up getting murdered as well by um uh one of the ghosts that you'd met in a yeah it's, it started basically just being fan service at that point okay. especially because you're like yep ryan murphy cranked up the glam to 110 percent there's a the main actor main characters um played by lady gaga and the, the one of the main male characters is a fashion designer with um, a son that he adopted because he's gay, and then but he's then then things happen in the hotel, and then they just keep doing things like that, and you're like, okay, cool, this is very full Ryan Murphy. Yeah, and and uh, then it ends. And and I remember watching that show. Like, Lady Paul- Gaga is a great actor in this, and I watched it and thought Lady Gaga has botoxed her face to the point where she can't emote. Yep. Um, what I liked about that series and what drew me into that that particular season yeah. was um, Creepy Eyebrows Kid from American Beauty. With the balloon and the camera. Dun, 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 Ain't no son of mine gonna be a faggot. Where's Bentley? Yeah, that guy? He was a cop who moved into the hotel because his 
marriage is falling apart because his kid got kidnapped and he couldn't do anything about it even though he was a grizzled detective with, right and so he seemed like a genuine connection to the story yeah and it just evolved into fucking vampire nothingness uh, I, I think a good counterpoint to that is something like American Gods yeah bombastic characterization yeah very very colourful scenery and imagery and, yeah. and cinematography coherent fucking plot yeah analog for you to experience the story through yep and when there's something just beautiful to watch it doesn't try to explain it away with something it just lets you watch five solid minutes just enjoy it of uh, a person a a vagina eating a person or a dead body floating through like Anubis space desert thing yeah Um, it it did explain it it explained what it needed to and you just experienced the rest but it absolutely explained it yeah it, it was phenomenally put together like the the, the I mean, example I, I, that I was going to have before about something that's that, high concept horror um, beautifully shot and everything I was just thinking the entire time the other show that he did Hannibal oh uh, yeah well, yeah, well put together characterization yeah another one that I've beautifully shot of terrifying to watch because you're oh god he just yeah yeah horrific sculptures of humans and yeah. like and it was and so when I heard that he was doing American Gods, I was like, "Yeah, cool. Okay, it's just it's gonna look yeah. as fantastic as Hannibal did." So um, yeah. I don't care if it gets cancelled early; it's just still gonna look fantastic. Yeah, I mean, because everything that dude touches, it gets cancelled. Yeah. He did Dead Like Me. Um, I did not know that manga was from New Zealand. Dead Like Me, girl. Yeah. Really? Apparently. Huh. I will, I'll look it up, but oh, that's what I'm told. He's behind the new Star Trek reboot, and then he walked away from it. I think to make sure that it didn't get cancelled prematurely. I think I mentioned that on one of the earliest episodes, but no white males were involved on the bridge of the of yep. the Enterprise. Yep. I don't. I don't disagree with that, but except um, Doug Jones, who's playing an alien, but he's not really a Doug white man. Jones is not a white male <laughs> in real life. He is. He's, no, Doug Jones. No, I know he is. Yeah, yeah. But but, but no, he only to plays pretend Doug Jones is a real person. <laughs> is, um. Yeah, like meh. Ellen Muth. Apparently, she's she's on some. She's on, on some crystal meth. Wait, is that that's not who I'm thinking of? Is it? Yeah. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Eye Zombie. Yeah, that's yeah. She, that's she, a New Zealand person. Whatever her name is. I I remember did like me. I, Rose McIver. That's who you're thinking of. Rose, oh well, obviously she's New Zealander with yep. a name like Rose McIver. Yep. Mick Ivor. I. What do you think of movies that are just a bunch of characters in a room, like a sort of Woody Allen type shtick? Um, it depends if I find the actors that I'm watching insufferable or not. Wow. Like Emily Mortimer, I don't like her face. That I, one. The sulky yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Like she's about anymore. to. Cr- yeah. I, when I watched the first Pink Panther movie, I was madly in love with Emily Mortimer. Huh. I don't know that. She just reminds like, her I name think, combined with what like she looks like. She's like, "Hello, I'm Emily Mortimer. Mortimer. I've been living on these grounds for fifteen years." Uh, Why is um, all all Avengers: Infinity War promos is talking about the undertaking that is filming Avengers: Infinity War? Because it's got like 30 principal characters in it. it. Has anyone heard the term bloat? 
it's it's the same way the promos are done for star wars because you realize that it's the movie has nothing to do with it it's at that point it's entirely um hype and and situation and being part of i watched it opening day yeah the actual plot of the movie has nothing to do with it and then who keeps putting reese witherspoon in movies and and why what what was that movie most of her acting is her just making facial expressions talking about things that she doesn't understand or does but doesn't agree with and then just goes and then she goes for a walk in the countryside and ditches all the people that care about her i've never seen an actress who does more acting alone in front of a camera than her like facial reaction there's almost no acting with other people in trailers with her it's mostly just her doing things alone like conversations are taking place but there's no reverse shotting no and they still feel like one-sided conversations even though we can't hear what's going on yeah and and doesn't well is it just about a movie about a woman that hooks up with uh life for a single mom in los angeles takes an unexpected turn when she allows three young guys i know what i'm talking about this is basically this looks like the room it's it's a harem anime (laughs) but gender reversed i think it was just like high quality room like the room but it it looks like directed by Haley meyer shire it it looks like a well, I mean, it's not time to start a new plot point. No, but we'll, we'll mix this into the late earlier why can bits. You, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, do that. Why? Why can you have a movie about? It's it's only because there are like women consider themselves minorities, but they're not minorities. And so you can have a movie where a woman dates a bunch of dudes way younger than her, but you can't do the reverse. Can you? yeah I think that's because of the history of what cinema is allowed to propagate which is that females are sideline characters so there's a there's a very strong driving force oh, to absolutely. reverse that and to they've, they've, but, they've got that free pass to claim the minority but, position even as white women who've really but, but if, know, if you did that with men in a, like the difference is a woman in a movie can court three males that are all good people in their own right yeah one of those one of those people is usually Colin Firth <laughs> whereas if you do the same thing gender reversed it's um, extremely implied and forced that at least half of the women involved are pieces of shit yeah they're dirt packs, and that's why you just turn it into a reality show and call it The Bachelor then it's okay boom because they're just walking Penub in all the wrong places it took me so long to realise that dude in um, Kingsman is Oberon from Game of Thrones oh right they kept putting him front and center like this is an actor you know who he is and I keep going why is this random guy getting so much screen time um hang on just a second is anyone going to point out the fact that Colin Firth in Kingsman 2 is basically Rob Lowe's character from um uh Austin Powers when he goes back in time and number two is young and beautiful but still has the eye patch yeah yeah it's the same good point yeah okay just gonna throw that out there swing low chop low rub low <laughs> sweet cherry <laughs> rub low rub low sweet cherry come and I wish I had, we had rub low's personal phone number so we could leave these messages on his phone rub low 
sweet child. I don't understand the return of Xander Cage. He's made it to 20 episodes. He's wearing a big fluffy jacket because it's cold, but he's clearly not wearing a hat or anything over his bald, cold head. I thought just Xander Cruz had to wear a um, fluffy jacket that was. You know how a character has a costume? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like TV show cartoon characters have costumes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a bad place to end it. Because it won't be good. Yeah. This has been episode 20. You're welcome. You apparently can't find us on iTunes because it broke. It broke, done broke. But uh, hit us up on weirdshitpod.gmail.com. Uh, weirdshitpod.com. Yep. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Stitcher. And um, I mean, download your favorite podcast app. Like. Uh, Preferably uh, one on Android. Uh, <laughs> an Android one. Because. Uh, Apple likes to fuck Mumble. with you. Apple likes to... But it probably will be on iTunes again. In like it a will few be days. once we get up there. We Eventually, we've got to um, put it on YouTube as well just to have it there. Yeah, we'll just put it on. It seems yeah. weird not to. Yeah, it's what people like, right? It's easy to listen to shit on YouTube when, on a PC, just in the yeah, background. Yeah, if, if you're doing the like... Multiple you, screens. Oh, you could listen to it through our website if you're just on a computer, but... You'll start. We'll, 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 we'll get out there. You can just hit us up at, at Weird Shit Pod on Twitter. Um, um, uh, email us at weirdshitpodcast at gmail.com. Remember that's I before E because there is no C. Yay, 20 episodes. We've officially well, we arrived. But we've, we've proven that we can continually make content, Something over which apparently weeks. is. It's not been 20 weeks. No, it's been more than that. It's been way more. We're, we're, we're in a mid-season break. And we're semi-consistent. Got to stop for the Super Bowl. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did it.